Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. Yo, guys, welcome back to the show. I've got a very special guest on today named Jared Syke Lawrence. And uh, Jared's a, a friend of mine, so it's going to be fun to interview him because we've got a, a long history together. Uh, but just a little bit of background on him. He's an international motivational speaker and a mentor with an extensive background in psychology, therapy, and social skills development. He's been on some very popular shows that you may have seen, MTV's Made, Oxygen's Bad Girls Club, A&E Born This Way, and uh, numerous other local media. And uh, he's trained in behavioral therapy through a doctorate program focusing on pedagogy. Did I say that right? <laughs> the psychology of learning. Uh, yeah, pedag- pe- yeah, pedagogy. <laughs> and um, he's got a combined over 13 years of experience helping men and women around the world to achieve their relationship goals. Um, he's also the author of a best-selling book, How to Meet Your Dream Girl Tonight. And he's been in the dating scene since basically way back in the day when I got in it as well, 2006. So, Jared, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I know that's a whole mouthful over there, but thank you for the warm introduction. No, man. It's uh, it's great to have you on. I'm surprised I haven't interviewed you before for the podcast for whatever reason. I don't know. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but I've been kind of offended for the past few years, you know, but <laughs> you know, better late, better late than never. Fuck, yeah. You should have just told me. I'm always looking for guests, so <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? Well, I'm happy to be here, and any anytime you want me, I'm I'm yours, baby. I'm yours. Yes, baby. Good, good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, give us a little background. Um, you know, how did you get into this? Why did you get into this uh, about your transformation? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, you know, classic, you know, uh, story we hear a lot of the guys where my transformation was um, I was classic nerd. I, you know, my prom date cheated on me. On, on our prom, she ended up sleeping with another guy on the prom Fuck. night. Uh, my girlfriend for a year and a half, uh, you know, before I found game was, uh, d- you know, didn't want to lose virginity. She wanted to wait till marriage. After we broke up, she met another guy two months later, one month into dating him. She lost virginity to him. Um, I had two friends in high school, my, you know, basically my entire life who, when everybody else was going to parties, I was just the only one. And keep in mind, I was in a, I was in a school or like a, like a private school. So there's 32 people in my grade. So to not be invited to a party when everybody else is going, it's like you're like the one guy out of 32 people not there. So like that's like saying something, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's, so I was I was really um, clueless, and you know I would be playing Magic the Gathering, uh, this, this card game, and going to these comic book stores, and I was too scared to even go and approach the people, uh, you know, playing cards. Like I was so I was so much of a nerd or awkward, I couldn't go talk to the other nerds. <laughs> like I was too scared to even go talk to them when we obviously had this in common. But I, you know, long story short, I uh, a lot, like a lot of people around that time. I found the book, The Game. I read that, and it was kind of a perfect storm because I was already in the psychology program. And reading this, you know, my the real thing that hit me was this is real world practical psychology. This is stuff that's like actually figuring out human behavior. Why? men and women to kind of do what they do. And I wanted to go and test this stuff out for myself, get out of the classroom, get in the real world. And then it just started spiraling from there. And I just started getting um, really obsessed and, and really laser focused on, you know, figuring this out and then growing myself and my, and my personal skills. And C 
seeing that uh, just kind of really take off for me, you know? Yeah. So by the time, you know, by the time I was getting good, people were asking me for help and they were asking me to do, you know, be a coach. And I didn't think much of it at the time, but I just kind of went down that rabbit hole and started learning more and more uh, methods, not just for being better with women, being better with, uh, you know, people in general, but then also uh, uh, learning how to be a coach, which my background and my degree actually helped me with. So, you, you, you know, you mentioned uh, my specialty was in pedagogy, which is a word almost nobody knows. But what that means is it's the psychology of learning. And one of the key things I, I feel that separates me from a lot of the guys out there is I stress so much on the idea of how to go and learn about this properly, because when you look at the, the content and the stuff out there, everyone has, you know, some great advice. Everyone has a lot of uh, stuff on what to do to be better with women or to be better socially, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very rarely do I see guys who are like, but this is how you learn it properly. This is the mindset you need if you're going to actually retain this information. And I attribute, it, I attribute that to why I got to my level of mastery that I did when all the people I started with, all my wings at the time, kind of just fell off on the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's such an important part of the process. And that's something I also focused on really early was, you know, there's a, there's a way to learn and there's a way to not learn. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I've been uh, experiencing that recently, trying to learn Russian. And there's certainly a way to learn a language Oof. and a way to not learn a language. And um, something kind of basic like that, you know, it really forces you to look at your approach to learning. Because if your approach to learning is wrong, doesn't you know you're not going to retain the information? It's not going to stick. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to you're going to quit. And so so yeah, I think that's that's one thing that's really lacking um, in this world, right? Because the barriers to entry, at least in the past, were so easy to get into, right? Anyone could just I mean, still you can just start a fucking YouTube channel and put a bunch of advice out there, but it doesn't mean oh, it's going to help anyone. You know? Popping up out of the frame. <laughs> we got. I mean, there's there's a dating coach in every other whatever but very few people have the experience that guys like me and you have the background the the passion for it you know i mean this goes on a a little bit of a side tangent but um you know back in the day everybody had their own styles or methodologies and it was kind of you know not everyone worked for everyone but it was fine now what i'm i'm seeing a lot of is a bunch of these new guys who are just posting up pictures of naked girls without their consent saying look at me i get girls pay me money and it's like you don't you know you went through no actual training to like teach these guys properly um you are kind of just not living a healthy lifestyle to begin with uh for these people so it's 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 very worrisome the the way the industry is kind of moving in my opinion i would like to do you know my my goal with modern flirting uh you know modernflirting.com is I want to make this more mainstreamed and that helps men and women in a way that people don't have to like live in the shadows or be embarrassed of, but in a, but they, that's actually effective without mm-hmm. worrying about, you know, like, Oh, I got to, you know, do all this really um, shady stuff online and I got to like hide all my posts and I got to be very careful about that stuff. Like it, sh- I, I, it shouldn't have to go down that route in my opinion. Yeah. It'd be great if, uh, you know, people were were able to be more honest about learning the stuff, and there wasn't such a stigma. Uh, it's the, if you remember back in the day, there, there was a stigma to go to a Tony Robbins seminar, right? The life coaching people when people when that first started that scene back in the early two thousands, 
uh, when people would say, oh, I'm going to go see a life coach, I'm going to go, uh, you know, help myself with, you know, learn these techniques, whatever, it was a stigma. It was like, why do you need a life coach? Right. What the, like, what are you talking about? You know, that's, that's, you, you have a life and <laughs> it looks really bad. Right. So my dream for this is to people be like, no, no, like I want a dating coach because I want to learn the best shit possible. I want to actually grow and, and meet, you know, not just settle, but meet my dream girl and whatnot. And that's never going to happen as long, especially in the way the, our culture is moving, you know, with the Me Too movement and, you know, everything else. Um, that's just not going to happen with all the, how do you call it? The, yeah, we're moving. Very questionably. <laughs> we're kind of moving further you know, away from that. Point. Thanks to the uh, the Absolutely. recent stuff, and that's one of the reasons why I'm I've relocated to Eastern Europe, <laughs> just because I yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that shit. And it's not interesting. It's, yeah. it's you know it's well I, I've been in Kiev for over the past year, and uh, you know it's it's interesting here because either I'm retarded and it's a language barrier and I'm not really understanding, but <laughs> to my knowledge. Um, the women here are much more receptive to the idea of guys getting coaching and wanting coaching and needing coaching. They're like, oh, that's fucking great. That's, that's good that they do it. I, awesome. Here's more guys that need it. Like, this is important. They, they realize it's only going to improve their own situation if more guys understood well, this stuff. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, it, I, I'm having um, uh, a weird funnel or, or, you know, weird pers perspective. But when I talk to the girls even here, you know, at first it's always like and you get the eyebrow raise. Yep. But the moment I, I break it down, explain it, they go, you know what? I know just the guy to be perfect for you. Oh, my God. That, that's, you know, I, I think when when it's just looked at face value of, oh, you're a guy that teaches men how to pick up women. Right. I, the moment you say something like that in the language, it's, you're going to get a flare-up, right? Because it's like, oh, does this involve manipulation? Oh, is this just about getting laid? Oh, is this just, you know? Yeah. But when you break it down and say, like, well, one of my, one of my students uh, never held a girl's hand before. And he's very awkward and was scared. And, you know, another guy just never been in a relationship and really wants to experience that for himself. All of a sudden, you know, the women start going, I get it now. I see, like, oh, okay, you help them build, build confidence. You help them be more social. You help them uh, know how to navigate through social situations. That's awesome. Right. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just a, how, you, how you spin it, what's the PR message behind it. And that's why in my program right now, I'm actually coaching women as well. For, so women can see it for themselves, and I can build a community of men and women sharing ideas. Because and, and, at the end of the day, women need help at, just like guys do is also. Yeah. Like people think women are like they, they have it all figured out and they're the social savvy ones and it's like I'm seeing a no, new side now, dude. Like they you know, they have their own insecurities, their own anxieties, their own uh issues. So it's fascinating for me. I'm curious what uh tell tell me more about that cuz I I had a brief moment where I started a Facebook group for women and uh the mm -hmm. angle was basically like it was me and my former business partner, and it's like, here's two guys who can tell you everything that guys do, all the good, bad, and the ugly, and we'll give you brutally honest feedback that you probably won't get anywhere sure. else on, you know, how to how to improve yourself. So, you know, we gave some real brutally honest feedback, but we... I would uh, say brutal honest feedback with women is a little bit, you, you gotta, I have to use a softer touch with my female clients and my, yeah. and my men. It did not um, work out but so But I don't lot. know what you're <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, Especially because so I did learn. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I, I just learned that my coaching style for women had to be a little bit different for men. So with men, you know, very brutally honest feedback, whatever. And, I, and I'm, and I'm uh, true and, you know, with my female clients also. But it's more of a they got to see it for themselves. Mm-hmm. If I just tell a straight-up woman, like, no, you're wrong, that's stupid, you got to listen to me, they, you know, they, they will flare up and just be like, what, um, like, like, I don't like that, what, you know, they'll, they'll really get defensive and whatnot, right? Yeah. So, it was, but, you know, with the female client, a lot of it is uh, just how to get over a guy, how do I, you know, why am I not getting the kind of dates I want, what, you know, how long do I wait till sex, what's, um, how do I know if a guy's truly interested in me or not, it's, it's learning how to screen guys better. It's learning how to um, how to be just a fun the fun girl too, because because they have a lot of women have very all over the place mentalities of what the dating process is supposed to look like. Right. And you know, what's interesting is men have the idea of look, I want to get good with women in general, and I will practice with many women to find ones that are the kind I like. While women are like, I don't like most guys I come across. Most guys suck. But if I find one, it becomes like, I need this guy. I need, you know, needs to make it happen with him. What do I do with this one guy? Like, they'll freak out. And I'm like, okay, we need to have more of an abundance mentality here. We need to, you know, relax when it comes to this one guy. So it's, it's definitely different, but um, it's, it's, it's rewarding too. You know, I have another girl who's attractive. She's a model in Vegas, but she's like, I'm kind of an introvert and I don't know what to do in social, situa- social situations when there's, uh, you know, I'm in a group and I don't know a lot of people in the group, I just feel awkward. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just like, oh, it's just basic social game, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's it's great to have both perspectives and, and to coach on both sides. And, um, you know, it's, for me especially, I basically live in like a model house with between six and nine girls. So I'm constantly kind of surrounded by women and giving them advice. And, and then, you know, my coaching is, is mainly with men, I, mean, I guess exclusively with men, um, ever since that trial that, that didn't really work out. But, um, you know, if you're not doing both, I think as a coach, you're, you know, you're definitely not on the, the mainstream cutting edge of, of what's going on in the, in the field, you know? I just, I want to, I, you know, I mean, you know my background. So I would say like 90% of my, my clients are still men and I'm helping mostly men out. But it's, it's more of the long-term understanding that eventually I want to have events that have men and women. I want to be able to help anyone, not just men. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like my, you know, the vast majority of my clients are also men as of right now. And one of the things all men should do is kind of what you just, what you just said is you live in a house full of women which means you're exposed to women, you understand them, you can empathize with them better, you're constantly hearing their complaints or hearing their worldview, right? Because a man who just goes out to a club to cold approach, um, his worldview of women is just what he reads online and those snapshots of how a girl acts in a club. Sure. Which, you know, you and I know is very different than how they act in social social circles or how they act in other areas when they're not all dialed up and they have that kind of mentality. And a lot of guys just never get that in their world view. So it's hard for them to relate. It's hard for them to calibrate. It's hard for them to fully understand and um, know what it's like to be a girl so that they can actually connect on a better level and, and do more, honestly, just tactically effective stuff with them. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. I wanted to 
shift gears a little bit because it reminded me of the time when we bumped into each other in Vegas at uh, mm-hmm. at your buddy's, you know, that sprawling mansion he had, like, outside of the city. Um, yeah. Because we yep. haven't really, I, I don't think I'd seen you in, like, since the 21 convention, like, maybe four or five oh, years no, before that. Oh, it was that. a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I was like, Rob is here. And then, <laughs> and, um, and then here we are at this, like, crazy you know, sex-filled, drug-filled party slash orgy house in the middle of the yep. of Vegas. Good, good um, put it. So, you know, I never really asked you, like, how, you know, because we both kind of found ourselves in the same sort of scene after a while, right? And I've sure. seen some guys who have been in the industry for a long time kind of go in that direction. Um, and then the guys who didn't never, like, basically they, they either quit or they decided they weren't, you know, cut out for this sort of thing. Um, you know, cause you, to, to kind of do what we do, you have to be somewhat of a psycho, like <laughs> exploring sexual stuff. Right? I've noticed that, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I, I came into the scene, uh, thinking like, Oh, I'll just teach guys, you know, some skills with women. And then I'm looking at everybody else around me who's teaching this stuff. And I'm like, everyone's kind of a, a quirky dude. Like, like what is going on? And then I'm like, I guess I'm, I guess I am also because I'm part of the same scene and it is true. I guess certain things that. I mean, you're probably one of the more normal ones that I know, you know, and, and like we're both doing crazy shit all the time. So I don't know what it says about us, but I, I just realized that like, I, I, it's so funny. I was talking to, to my friend about this too, is uh, we get so desensitized or start living a lifestyle that just slowly becomes the norm. Right. And we forget like, oh yeah, this doesn't happen for most people. This isn't <laughs> a usual thing. <laughs> and but. For me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, no. See, you said, like, sex, drug-infused, um, um, crazy, orgy party, whatever. In my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess so. But I was just like, oh, no, I was just hanging out with my friends. It's a normal like, that Sunday. Was just a fun. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm like, that was a fun party that we just went to, you know? <laughs> but it just kind of um, it, 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 weird. It just kind of, things kind of normalize. I think, I think it's like anything, you know? You, you know, people go to war, they go to the military and stuff, and at first it's like this crazy thing, and then they're like, no, nah, you know, like we're, you know, I'm strapping up in my battalion. We're going to go battle the enemy. It's like, it's, it's just the norm. It's just life. That's just what it is. But, um, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it yeah, is what killed it a is. few people today, I, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. All good. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I mean, the main thing, the main thing here is I think as, uh, someone who is, wants to become better with women and socially. So this, this is the key, um, uh, top or this is a key kind of issue that's been on my mind a lot lately, and something that I want to stress out for you know my people is there's a difference between learning game and then social game. And so you know, learning game is just kind of how do I meet girl, how do I track girl, how do I get girl, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I think we all started, and it's 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 definitely a a noble skill to have. It's good. It's not it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's like learning how to use a gun. It's like, it could be a bad thing if you use it improperly. It can be a great thing if you use it correctly. So it's just a skill. But for me, the higher calling has always been the social game, which is if you master that, the whole attraction game is is a byproduct anyways, which means you're not going to be able to be around guys like you or me or the host of the party or like cool guys who have women in their life by just being the creepy dude who's constantly hunting for women every single night you go out and not <laughs> developing a social circle, not, yeah, exactly. not making connections, not networking. So 
for me, everything I do now is based on the idea of the higher level of where you're trying to take your lifestyle and game. And I've, I basically broke it down into four boxes or four points of the box of, of uh, social game development, right? Uh-huh. So, so the first point is just stop being awkward, stop being weird. Um, most guys come in and, you know, they want to get good with women, but it's like, dude, you're doing so many things that are just awkward, random, weird. You seem nervous, you, seem, you know, whatever. So you just have to learn how to have um, baseline calibration, baseline skills, um, because nothing else is going to work without that. Like you're just going to be, you're still going to be the weird guy. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step that should be in everybody's mind. And you should nail all of that out. The second step is the cold approach or is the idea of just let me be good with women one-on-one and learn how to build the attraction, learn how to escalate properly, learn how to make a connection happen and, and, and so forth. Right. But then when you get there, you are going to be a constant guy who's just by himself and has to constantly go out to meet someone new. And then once that's over, you're by yourself and you have to, you know, right. there's no lifestyle development. It's very short minded. Okay. Short term thinking. I mean, it's, it's, so once uh, you develop it, yeah, you're just basically this lone, lone hunter out in the <laughs> wilderness. <laughs> you're alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you want to, and people are like, you want to do that for the rest of your life? Like, you know, so once you've mastered the second point, the third point comes into social circle. Can I befriend some of these girls, have them in my life, and then meet their friends? And maybe I can hook up with their friends. Can I actually meet other cool guys, you know, people that I can uh, befriend with and, you know, I can throw a party and have a lot of people come over and, you know, like, like kind of like what, like what we did, you know, like they have yeah. these cool guys who I'm friends with who also know girls, who also know people who are connected in different ways. And I myself will uh, learn how to be a social and a value connector, you know? Yep. So then that, that social circle game. And then the last step of that is when you heighten it and you basically become uh, what I'm calling like a local celebrity. And a local celebrity is someone who's mastered social circle games so much that he's basically turned into a socialite where he knows everyone influential. Everybody kind of knows him in the city that he's in. And now people know him by reputation before he even meets them. He's just like the guy. I don't, I don't know if you've come across people like this, but like they're just the guy to know. Everybody wants to gravitate towards around him. He knows all the hottest girls. He knows all the most influential people. He's, is, he is one. He's right. just a local celebrity in that city, in that scene, because he's branched out so much. Yeah, no, I like... I like the way you frame that because that's pretty much exactly what I've experienced as well. Um, and uh, you know, we all know we all know people that you know that are that local celebrity. I mean, it's, Kiev is a very small city. I mean, it's not small population wise, but it's a small like social circle wise. You know, there's it's, it's there's a, <laughs> a tight knit group of people that party and people that go out, and everyone knows everybody. Everybody um, knows each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, and if you want to and if you want to grow your circle within Kiev, I I'm, I'm assuming there's certain guys in there where like you got to be on good terms with them, otherwise, like you're not going far. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, the other day, I was talking to my buddy Vitaly, who's you know he's a good example of of what you're describing. Um, <laughs> he and he owns the right to shoot Playboy and the Playboy calendar. So kind of like all roads right. through modeling lead to him. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. So, so that's we call it a value connector. 
Mm-hmm. Like he has something most people want. They want photography. They want to be our girl. He is the value connector. And when you ex- make that extreme, it's like you said, all roads lead to him. People will probably hear of him before he hears of them. For sure. And uh, the way it came up is there was some girl that, um, I, I don't know, maybe she, I think she was like pissed off at, at him or me or something. And, and um, we, we were doing another casting for a, a shoot and he's showing me the girls that submitted, and I'm like, "Oh, look, it's uh, you know, it's so and so. She's back." And he, <laughs> and I'm like, "I thought you guys had a falling out or something." He's like, "Yeah, we did, but she didn't realize that all roads lead to me. She submitted through through this guy Sasha Tikamirov in Moscow, and, <laughs> and then I responded, "Look who it is, right?" <laughs> he's trying to get around, but you mm-hmm. can't. <laughs> so it's just kind of a, yeah. It was funny because she would never have submitted if she knew it was going to him. But now, she, now she's like, well, you know, I got to play the game. I mean, yeah. that's, that's real influence right there. Yep. Totally. So, yeah, I like how you frame that a lot because that's that's really is the the evolution of this stuff. Um, and most of the guys who used to be coaching and now they're not, um, you know, was typically just like the guys trying to make a buck, internet marketers who maybe did pretty well, but, you know, their content wasn't so good. They had no passion for it. So, you know, when – they eventually got out of the business. Um, but really the guys who were left that I respect have all kind of gone that route. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see and, and kind of watch people's evolution. In it. And uh, I'm curious, can I ask you some more personal questions about yours? Because you've had, oh, it yeah. sounds like a pretty I'm, crazy I'm ride. <laughs> so, yeah, go. Uh, you know, I've, I'm a big fan of free love, open relationships. Um, you know, that's what I need in my life right now. So, I'm always looking to see how I can set that up the the most effectively, how I can deal with the least amount of drama, hurt the least amount of feelings, oh, find easiest, love. You know? Easiest way by far, show any girl you're interested in, go, uh, put on Netflix and go to uh, the show called Explained, and then just watch the episode Explained Monogamy. And they show, they just break down how monogamy just doesn't work. Have you read Sex at Dawn? And they're doing a Dawn? really great way. What? Have you read Sex at Dawn? No, I'm not. Same, same deal. Why monogamy doesn't work, and kind of like our natural origins of of uh, sexuality, and and how yeah. we got to this, this fucked like up place. This is like a 15 minute. <laughs> this is just, this is a quick 15 minute thing you can watch with any girl your place. Just oh, this looks interesting. Really? And then it just like <laughs> blows your mind. Yeah, you're just they just like completely like in a professional way to show how like this monogamy thing just doesn't work. Yeah. And then everyone I've shown it to is just like. Wow, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's just, like in 15 minutes, it just impacts it. And like, it, it's the most amazing setup I've seen so far out, out there. Wow, what's it called again? For, for, for framing. It's, uh, it's a Netflix show called Explained. And they have like different uh, episodes. Like, they have like um, uh, music explained. And then they have uh, cryptocurrency explained, all this stuff. But then the episode you want is monogamy explained. Got it. Well, I will definitely be checking that out as soon as we uh, jump off the call. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, it's great. You know, but the, what I want to ask you is, so you were, are you still married or you were married? But I know you had a, a yeah, very I'm interesting open relationship married. with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, still still married and definitely, yeah, open relationship. Uh, I go out and, you know, meet whatever girls I want. I just, you know, my, the rule is I, I don't take them home. So a little, little tough for logistics there. But other than that, it's, it, you know, free to do whatever i want yeah because basically when we when we met that night we ended up in in a like a a botched swapping 
orgy situation where <laughs> where we had other guys trying to come in and cock block and God knows what. But wasn't your wife was there too? Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that was fucked up. Part. That was annoying, but yeah. Super no, she, she's cool with it. She she understands. I mean, she knows what she's getting into, and we started dating, whatever. And she's been wonderful and supportive, and and um, you know, and she's not the biggest party person, so she's just like, you go do, get, have fun at a system. But you know, I come back home, and then just like back to real world with her, you know. So it's it's just it's just an understanding. I mean, for most people, they're like, how can you do that? Or I could never do that. Or the jealous, you know, what about jealousy? What about this? What about that? And it's it's just it added a day of of a different way of thinking about things. It's 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 a, it's an idea or concept where like one you don't own the other person. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know uh, you don't have a say. You know they're, they're free to do things that they want to do. Um, two, it's it, it leads so there's nothing to fight about. You just go okay, well like you know as long as it doesn't turn anything romantic, just go and go and enjoy yourself. Um, it. It, it really just comes down from a different way of, of viewing that whole dichotomy and realizing that we're not really meant for monogamy. You know, like people, there are cases where, you know, there was a faithful marriage for 56 years or some crazy amount of time, and then one time he gives into temptation or cheats, so now the whole marriage is ruined. All of the good that's ever happened, all right. the caring is just out the window because of one bad decision, I guess, or one, you know, like, it, it, to me, that's just silly and ridiculous. I like mean, and we see it. It um, happens. It happens to everyone. It happens to you know the president, <laughs> the most powerful man in the world. Uh, it happens to Tiger Woods. It happens to Kobe. Like it, and these are guys who are literally like the temptation is so strong. You know, they risk their yeah. career, their family, everything, and it's like you know people are like, how could they do it? Well, obviously, it's it's more about the temptation. It's more about our drivers as humans than it is about the logical, <laughs> you know. <laughs> the logical mistake and, that they think they made. And it's just, as you said, like to throw away a 50 some year marriage and the, all of the love because of, of one thing, it's like, it, it, it's fucking insane. So, you know, the, uh, but it's, it's, it's a story we were told to forget. You yeah. know, so what's interesting it's there is it's societal conditioning. Cause totally. as a kid, you're always told that's your love. That's how it works. This is, you know, cheating right. is bad. This is. I, I I do agree. Cheating is bad, by the way. Of course. If, if you have a if you have a that kind of relationship and and you you're doing the monogamy thing, then just, I would break up before I would cheat. But if you if you feel like that's not for you, then you have to be brave enough to kind of like guide and have that conversation and screen with a girl because, like, I think that's just how things are moving now. I think people are realizing, yeah, there's a reason. Fifty one percent or 54% or whatever of marriages end in divorce and like these relationships aren't working. And especially now with online dating and more abundance for everybody, it's just not this realistic thing. And it doesn't have to be, we, we can give up the whole, you know, fairy tale about how like monogamy is the only way to be for some people it is. And that's great. There's, there's no, it, there's no shame in having whatever relationship you want, you know, cause I'm sure some people are like, well, I, I would hate if my girl got with other guys and fuck that. And, and they're very, um, you know, like, and, and it's fine. Yeah. It's abs- you can have whatever you want. It's just realize there are other alternatives. And instead of just going, no, I can only do one route, I would suggest actually, you know, opening yourself up to the possibilities and just thinking about different types of relationships that you might want because you might be more, it might surprise you more rewarding. Like, this is my first open relationship, honestly. I- I've done multiple relationships, but they all, 
kind of knew like nobody was my girlfriend. It was just, we're all dating, but there's no titles. So I've had like three uh, girls I was dating simultaneously who knew about the others, but um, it wasn't anything like serious. This is the longest relationship I've ever had. This has turned into marriage and shocker. It's the one that's open. Yeah. Like there, I, I don't, I'm not going to say that's entirely the reason, but that's definitely a factor, you know, well, like it, of what made it work for so long. The thing about a relationship that either makes it work or doesn't is transparency, honesty, and if you're willing oh, yeah. to like, you know, if, if you can't be yourself around your partner, you're going to build resentment, you're going to, you know, be angry, upset, like in a bad mood all the time, and the relationship's going to die. And if you're trying to live a lifestyle that's not what you want or that goes against, you know, what your body is telling you to do and what, you know, everything that like the way you're programmed, you're going to be miserably unhappy. So it sounds like you guys have an open channel of communication. You have, you know, some boundaries, you have some things you've decided that, you know, we, this is, this is what I want. This is what we want. And, and, and you're able to change that and you're yeah. able to just have a conversation about it where most people, they won't even talk about it. Oh, you cheated. That means you don't love me anymore. And the, the relationship's over. We're going to throw away everything that was good, which is, you know, yeah. she's never been in an open relationship before. She's always seen cheating as the worst thing ever, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, it came down to there was causing problems in a relationship because uh, me going out and then I try to bring her out with me, but she has some anxiety of her own. And she doesn't really fit in that environment. And then it caused friction because I feel like I was babysitting her at that point. And it was just went yada, yada. So eventually um, we got into a fight and I was like, this isn't productive. You know, clearly, you know, we, we care about each other. We got to like just talk. And I think we spent four hours just going over ideas, solutions, and, and, and talking about what's the best for our relationship, not just what's... Because keep in mind, at that point, I've never been in an open relationship either. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just saying, like, I need, we, I need this to work, but you know my lifestyle, and if I can't bring you into my lifestyle, we need something that's going to work for us, because, you know, obviously this is important too, and, and it just went down this road of, like, can we try another path? Right. You know, as long as we're open, as long as we're honest, let, let, let's go over the ground rules. Let's see what this means and then when we finally figured it out because you could and i think that's another that's another huge thing putting your relationship above societal norms and standards and conditioning it's like if you truly care about someone and they care about you then you i'd rather break what society thinks is good or bad to do what we think is the best shot at making our relationship work and that is a mind fuck that i don't think a lot of couples can can do mm-hmm. and that i give you know uh christy tons of credit for because you know we we sat down we talked about it and it, at the end of the day it was like okay yeah let, let's try this out and and it worked really well well it's tough especially you know being on the woman's side when when there's more shame and people saying you know what you're doing is is wrong or it's this is that or the other right um so to be able to have the courage to go against the grain and to try something that most people immediately, you know, may want to try, but they're too scared to, you know, it takes a lot of courage and bravery. So, you know, when girls, when girls, when, when Christy tells other girls about the whole open relationship thing, it's not, they don't actually give her shame, which is, I thought, I thought it'd be the same thing. I thought they'd be like, how, oh, ew, that's gross. maybe they do it behind their backs. I don't know. But, yeah. but, um, what the, the first response that I see is the girl's eyes light up and they go, wow. I don't know if I could do that. They're, they're like impressed. <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's amazing. I don't, wow, I don't know if I could do that. That's, 
they're, they're, they're like they're like they're like astonished and impressed by her of like that's so that's so incredible like like you can do that and you're okay like oh my god if i could because i think they realize if i could do that then my life would be a hell of a lot easier like think about it yeah. if, 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 if you're not worried about cheating you're not worried about where your guy or your girl is if you're not you know constantly like wait who's texting you what the fuck do you have to fight about our, our biggest fights are who's emptying the cat litter and doing laundry today. I swear to God, that's our biggest fights right now is household chores. That like, there's really nothing to fight about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you remove that from the equation. You don't worry about snooping through people's phones and and all the bullshit. Oh my God, no, no paranoia, no jealousy, no wondering, and and like you know, no like having to keep tabs on people. It's so. Oh my God! Like it's so rewarding, and then also like from the from so you don't have to do that, but then you don't get that shit from the girl. Like who are you texting? Who are you, you know? Oh oh, you're going out. Who are you going out with? Yeah, it looks like these, these conversations don't end up anymore. You just feel relaxed, right? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the the jealousy thing is crazy because we think jealousy is real, but from what I've studied, I'm more and more convinced that it's more of a programmed sort of sort of reaction um that society tells us is normal and okay and that's why Mm -hmm. people are so fucking jealous um you know if if we if we were implanted into a society where there wasn't jealousy um or it was frowned upon to be jealous if it looked for for example like i used to be in the swinger community lifestyle whatever you want to call it and like it was okay to be jealous but it was something that was like like if you get angry because you're like you're you're hungry and you're hangry, right? Like cool, be hangry, right. but like it's a little embarrassing to be like I'm fucking hungry, let's go, right? Like <laughs> so that's kind of how how jealousy was. It's yeah. like yeah, cool, be jealous, but like just realize it's your own insecurities, it's your own shit because everyone here is that's... is cool with that, you know? And it's okay, but yeah. like, it's no reason to don't use your jealousy as manipulation. I always, I always, you know, when I'm, when I'm coaching my guys and helping them with their inner game, a lot of stuff comes, I mean, jealousy, you know, that's more for like relationship stuff, but like I get a lot of guys who maybe have anger issues, right? They get really mad or they get really angry uh, about situations. They get very frustrated. They get uh, really sad about this kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just negative emotions with women in general. And they're like, well, it's just how I feel. It's just emotion. You know, it's hard to, to control. And I'm like, well, be, feeling needy is an emotion. A lot of times you feel needy, and most guys, you know, they know needy is bad. You don't really need much coaching to, be, to, to know the principle that if you're overly come off as needy or feel needy, that it's not an attractive trait, that it's not the best, um, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not the best feeling or, or best thing to have, right? So a lot of people can relate and go, yeah, needy is bad. If I feel needy and I... And I, I, I uh, I notice that about myself. It comes off as neediness. Most people merely get ashamed. They get embarrassed by neediness, and they want to push it away, right? Yeah. Um, unless they're just completely clueless and they don't understand why neediness is bad yet, but that's quickly explained. Um, so when I, when I look at other emotions that are not beneficial to me, such as you're getting angry, I mean, jealousy, sure, but you know, such as like getting angry about something or wanting to be emotionally reactive, I could put it in the same frame of, well, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, I should be embarrassed for this. This, yeah. is, this is not good uh, mindsets. This is not healthy belief systems. Just as I would be embarrassed or feeling needy or realizing that is just unattractive, guys who are out there, 
and they're, in, and they're uh, dealing with women, if they feel angry, if they feel sad, if they feel anxiety, if they feel frustrated, it's the same thing as feeling needy. It's just, it's just you're wrong. At the end of the day, even if you're justified for whatever these feelings are, if, if, a, if a woman is causing you to feel a negative feeling, you are just flat out wrong. It doesn't matter what happened or what the event is because you just gave her that power over you. It's the same thing as uh, letting a girl make you feel needy. It should be the same source of like, I don't want this in my life at all. Right. So that's something I, you know, I definitely want to stress to a lot of guys out there because, you know, they say that I can't control the emotion. I can't control the emotion. And to a degree, that's true. Like, you know, your perception controls the emotion. But if your perception is these feelings are inherently unattractive. They're, they, they take away my power. They make me weak. They make me make bad decisions. When your perception is that, the moment you start feeling these emotions, you will do the same checks in your mind that you would if you felt needy. I'm curious to ask, so what I've done and what I've instructed my clients to do, um, and that's, that's a big part of this, is learning to deal with your emotions, right? Because you're going to have emotions. Yeah. You're going to get triggered, right? And like being salty, I think is one of the most unattractive traits. Um, you know, being like the salty negative. bitch, salty, right? creepy, frustrated. Yeah, totally. all, all of it is awful. All of the above, right? And so, if that comes up and you get that feeling of saltiness, it's like you know you can't mm-hmm. control that coming over you. It's, it's it's a trigger, you could say, right? But you can control sure. what you're going to do after that, right? You can either watch the emotion and be mindful of it, and then choose to focus on something else or choose to do something else that will get you out of that emotion or you can just stew in it like a bitch <laughs> right or uh, yep. i'd say that but i've um what's really helped me a lot with that is mindfulness meditation uh which i've been doing as a practice for almost a year now um but God that loves. yeah i'm curious are you into I, that I'm, I'm adhd I, I would love to i try and i try i was a buddhist for two years Mm-hmm. And I try meditation all the time, and my monkey brain, my ADHD, just does not allow it. I, I, I've tried multiple, multiple times, and for whatever reason, it's just I, I, I get fidgety, I get antsy, but I'm, I'm so jealous because I've seen the great effects meditation has for so many guys. I'm just the, I guess, weird exception. My, my ADHD brain, brain just uh, won't allow it for some reason. Well, I but felt I've exactly the I've same. Seen it be amazing. I felt exactly the same as you did, and I'm pretty sure I have ADHD and mild Aspergers or whatever the fuck else I've diagnosed myself with. Um, sure, let's put some schizo in. Why not? Let's yeah, why not? So, uh, yeah. Um, but what really helped me was just using an app, uh, Headspace, and like yep. just doing like the fucking minimum and just doing what they told me to do and just making it. You know, not there's no right way to do it. There's no correct way to do meditation it's just it's more just is it a practice that that you're consistently doing and i find that when i am consistently doing it um life just works a lot easier but the hardest part was getting started i had the same sort of crazy resistance i found one that works for me i mean i've done the what dude i like i said i was a buddhist for two years i went to the temple i got hit by a stick if i wasn't sitting properly and doing it right (laughs) and like i've tried all the different types but um, the only one I think that, that really kind of helped me out was a fire gazing meditation. And all you need is you light a candle and mm-hmm. you just stare at the candle and empty your mind and just watch the candle flick around. And because the, 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 the fire is flickering, it's like a symbolic of your overactive mind. 
And if you just lose yourself by just noticing a flickering, your mind kind of empties with that. So I, that's the only kind I felt really effective for me. But you know, so, yes, yeah, so I've seen the, the benefits of meditation for a lot of guys, and, and it's great. Uh, as far as the whole salty thing and, you know, people, you know, what to do in these kind of situations. So I'm a big fan of, um, you know, scientific method. Uh, my whole background, like I said, is in psychology, cognitive psychology, behavioral psychology. So I have tons of tricks I do for all my clients at modernflirting.com uh, to, like, basically break out of, uh, of those bad habits and, and to stop themselves. Uh, so one of the things, so I have prevention methods. And then I have intervention methods, which is another huge um, thing in the psychology world of, of how to go about this. So prevention is basically don't let it happen in the first place. And intervention is, well, you realize it's going to happen. So when it does, this is what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So meditation, for instance, is a great preventative method. If you meditate a lot and you, whatever, they hopefully that calms your mind so it doesn't happen in the first place. Uh, other, you know, other prevention methods or feeling salty or feeling upset with it is by actively doing the as if principle. Who do you want to be? Who, what kind of guy do you see gets is really good with women who really knows his stuff? And then you have to put yourself in those shoes and act as if you were that guy at all times. How does he see the world? How does he think? How does he act? And if he wouldn't act a certain way or be salty, chances are if you're really uh, modeling yourself after that, you won't either because you'll be like, nope, that's not how, it doesn't matter how I think of it. I'm, I'm modeling myself after this kind of guy and he wouldn't see it that way. Uh, but if it does happen and also I'm just understanding the why behind things, understanding, you know, why women do what they do. If you empathize more, it doesn't really matter. You know, like if I go up and talk to a girl and she instantly blows me off, I've been, I've been around with enough women to realize some girls just get hit on nonstop and she's just classically conditioning uh, me with the last 50 guys that came and talked to her. It probably has nothing to do with me and everything to do with she's just like enough already, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, imagine, imagine if there are all the guys listening to this. Um, there's nothing wrong with a guy trying to sell you his business or, 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 or trying to, like, t- you know, show you value and, and uh, help you out with something, whatever the sale might be, right? Right. The first few guys come up to you and try to sell you on something, you might be like, okay, yeah, let me hear you out. Like, what... What do you have to offer? Okay, that could be interesting. Now imagine you're walking along, hanging out with your friends, and 50 salesmen come up to you, one after another, all trying to sell you on something. At some point, you're like, enough is enough. Like, I just don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to get sold by anything. You can give me fucking a free Maserati right now. Go fuck yourself. I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Like, just, sure. so, so that's kind of what women go through, and if you empathize with that, you, you can kind of get it. But... The intervention methods is uh, more, it's, it's cognitive and behavioral, which means if you're salty, if you're, you know, as, as you put it, and um, you're thinking along those lines, do a behavior that's the opposite of salty. Even though you hate it, even though you're not going to want to do it, force your behavior, because you, you sometimes can't control your emotions. You can't control how you feel in the moment, but you can always control your actions. Robbie and I have both, been speakers on stage and I, I mean i don't know maybe you're godlike here robbie i don't know but for me every time i go on stage i'm nervous as fuck yeah of course. i'm i'm <laughs> i i've nerves it's it's i'm it's uncomfortable it's it's scary even though i've done it a, a, a bunch of times to this day it's still like oh boy oh boy here we go like it's, it's a nervous feeling 
So when I get up there, I know that I feel this way, but I'm not going to show it. I'm going to control my actions and I'm going to project the emotion and feeling that I want to project regardless of how I feel. And you can do the same thing with salty. Um, and the last thing is, you know, the, the, that's the behavioral side. The cognitive side is, okay, you, you feel this feeling, you're feeling salty, you're upset. Cool. Why? Ask yourself, what perception do you have? What is your key perception that makes you feel this way? And usually it's some kind of negative perception that comes up that my perception is that um, I'm never going to get good at this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've tried everything and here's another rejection and it's just proof that I'm never going to get good at this. When you realize the salty feeling or bad emotion comes from that perception, now you have your work cut out for you. Start reframing that perception. Go into it. Ask yourself, you know, what is that based on? Is there another way to look at it? Is there another way I can, I can spin this? How do I know? Um, you know all these things. And, and you basically just go through this. So I, I, have a, I have a method I call the angry lawyer technique and, and other you know, reframing uh, methods I teach my guys. But uh, there's ways to actively start changing that frame so that you don't feel the salty emotion attached with it. Right. Because the guys who are the best with women, they're fucking straight up delusional with some of their belief systems. Straight up, like, next level delusional shit, but it's positive delusional and it works for them. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the battle cry of a pessimist is, well, at least I'm real. At least I'm, I'm speaking the truth. I'm honest. And when I get a lot of pessimists, I ask them a question that kind of just, like, blows their mind, which is, look, you have two options right now. Do you want to be good or do you want to be right? I need you to choose. You, you, you get to choose right now. Do you want to be really good with women or do you want to be uh, right about your beliefs? Mm-hmm. What is more important? And it's, that's a hard pill to swallow for some guys, but at the end of the day, they realize, you know, it's, it's a way to make them realize it's not about you know, being truth and being right. Like I'd rather be an, uh, completely delusional about the truth and be really good with women than suck at life but at least I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's how it kind of works at the end of the day. Yeah. You can be happy or you can be right, I heard one time. And, uh... Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the like choice. Shoes. Yeah. Shoes. Yeah. It's, that's, that's something I've noticed, too. Almost every guy who, who struggles, it's, you know, they've, they've, they've got this, uh, this right and wrong sort of mentality. And, and God damn it, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're really fucking yeah. unhappy. So that's, I like the, the pessimist. Uh, yeah, it's it's great to the reframing technique you mentioned, um, and just reframing in general. It's just another way to to detach from the emotion and to to have more awareness around it. And when you you know when you have awareness around it, you can see things for what they are instead of just being stuck in it. So mm-hmm. I really like that. That's that's, that's good, good stuff. And, and that's, that's, I think that's the hardest thing for guys that are going through the process is controlling their emotions. Cause this is a tough, you know, especially in the beginning when you're out there approaching, I, I would, and, I would switch the wording there because yeah. a guy can't control. I think that's impossible to actually control an emotion because your emotions are flare ups. And when that emotion comes up, it's, it's too late. You already have the emotion. Yeah. You can't control but it. There's, there's a, there's a process. control their so, reaction. Okay, so for mean, instance, so, yeah. You can, well, yeah, so you can always control your actions. That, that is true. So even if you have the emotion, you can still act as if you didn't. 
And that will, I mean, there's, you know, the mind, uh, the, the body follows the mind. If I'm sad, my body will act sad and I'll, you know, give sad body language. But the reverse is also true that the mind follows the body. Um, this is a uh, social psychology background, I guess, where, you know, people would smile for five minutes. And sure enough, everybody who smiles for five minutes, they all start feeling happy. People make an angry face for five minutes. They all start feeling angry. It's just it, it, you're just wired that way. So even if you feel a certain way, if you take on body language and, and motions and you do things that act the opposite, the emotion starts to fade because your mind follows your body. You can always control your actions. But here's, here's so I'll, I'll give something for free for you guys um, based on a way of understanding how this works and something everybody can do themselves. Okay. So let's look at it. And, and there's, there's, uh, there's different uh, people explain this in different ways. I've heard the whole equation um, E plus R equals O, which is the event plus your response equals the outcome you want. Uh, that alone would take an hour to explain, but I have an easier one. But for people who want to know more about what I'm talking about, Google or look into the R, the R system, E plus R equals um, outcome. But an easier way to explain that is, let's say you have uh, Bobby and Johnny, okay? Now, Bobby and Johnny are wanting to go out with a girl, and, uh, but, they, but, the, but the girl flakes on both of them, okay? So this is the uh, situation or the event that happened. Bobby and Johnny both just got a girl who flakes on them. They can't control that. That's, that's not something that they can do. They have no part of, right? Now, once that event happens, the perception kicks in. They have a, they have a built-in perception of any events that go on. Johnny perceives it as, oh, yeah, she's not attracted to me. I'm a loser for getting flaked on. Okay, that's the perception. I'm a loser for getting flaked on. She's not attracted to me, clearly. So what emotion comes from that perception? I'm salty. I'm upset. I feel sad. And guess what? The rest of my night is ruined. He's fuming. He's going on these you know, red pill forums talking about how awful women are. Like, you know, whatever. Okay? So that's the emotion that comes because he has that perception in place. Now, Bobby, on the other hand, <clears throat> unlike Johnny, girl flaked on him. But Bobby's perception is, one, like, okay, well, it sucks to be her. That's her loss. Uh, two, uh, this could be a learning uh, experience. You know, let me see why she flaked. If there's a pattern, maybe I can get something from it. The other perception is, well, that's just a game, man. Sometimes, you know, anything could have happened. Something could have happened on her end. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? Like, yep. this is just part of the process. And now his emotion is, it's no big deal. It's... Um, it's all part of the game. It's, you know, who cares? I have abundant, I have, I, I, whether I have a lot of girls or not, I'm a man who wants to live as if, I, I get key principle there, living always as if, but I'm going to be living as if I have abundance. So what does Bobby do? Bobby's like, you know what? Let me uh, hit up some of my friends and go out with my friends and have a fun time tonight. Let me go, uh, go to the gym and work on myself. Let me go uh, study some stuff that I, I, or read this book that I've been putting off, you know? And he enjoys this night, and he, makes, and he makes use of it. Both guys experience the same exact situation, but have drastically different emotions and different outcomes because of it. And you can't control the, you can't control the, the emotion that you feel. You can't control the situation, clearly. But the, the power that you have is you can control your perception. 
you can decide how, what lens you want to see the world through, and then that becomes a reality. And, the, and the, the naturals and the people who are the best with women have the best perceptions in place that are tactically beneficial. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. What matters is, are you taking actions and are you perceiving the world in, in ways that are the most tactically beneficial for you? And if it's not, then why the hell are you allowing yourself to do it? That's the key, you know, the mentality there, the key differences. Right. Yeah. It's such an important question to ask yourself and to be aware of those things because, you know, there's it's so easy to get caught up in in just the, the day-to-day and the, I got rejected and she flaked and, and you don't even think about how you're processing these emotions and how you're dealing with it. But you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to have that level of awareness because that's where it all starts. If you don't have the level of awareness, you're fucked. If, yeah. if you don't have an awareness of what's going through your mind, what kind of your actions are, you can't do anything else. That is like the very... Uh, very first step with all of this honestly like you, you can't do anything without that yeah it's funny because the what i got from reading the game <laughs> was basically wait fuck there's there's people who are aware of what they're doing because <laughs> i'm certainly yeah, not <laughs> right I, I was like that's a thing i thought that you guys have it or they don't i didn't know this was like a, a learnable thing but right that itself was my biggest motivation for taking off of this totally you know, it, it had nothing to do with like, that was the biggest takeaway. Like, whoa, you can, you can be aware of this stuff. You can improve at it. Cool. And then I was, I was hooked <laughs> from then on. Cause it's like, why wouldn't I, I want to like, that's why we have a better life by the way. Right. We, because we had that same reaction. You and me were like, Oh my God, there's this cool processing. I can learn. There's a skill set out there that I can learn. This is like a cool power that I've never had before. Everyone else who reads the game or who read the book or saw this stuff, their mentality is, oh, my God, I can use this to score a lot of women. Yeah. I'm going to get laid a lot now. I'm going to go get a la-. And when you jump into this with that mindset, you're doomed, yeah. even though that's the majority of how men think. I don't know about you, but when I first read it, I knew that was a byproduct that was going to happen. But I was way more fascinated with the idea of what happens if I use that routine or what happens if I... You know, like, I want to see openers work. Like, does, that, does, does an opener actually work? And I want to take pride in those small wins. Totally. The whole getting laid was like, that'll be cool when it happens. But, but like, for right now, I just want to see these skills in this process and, and make that work because that's what's fascinating. And you seem to have the exact reaction I did, which is not true for the majority of men. Yeah, I, I think I think that is the case. You know, it was it was more just like, oh, this is this is interesting. Let's go out and try this and that, and and fuck, <laughs> why not? Like, what else is there to do? <laughs> this is like the most interesting thing, um, and I still feel like that to this day. It's just uh, you know the, the uh, I don't know the scientist in me that wants to, you know, it's really the human condition. Yeah. It's understanding humanity. It's understanding Become yourself. Become a social and, scientist. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we literally became real-world social scientists, not people in, a, in lab coats and, and in closed doors and some, like, controlled experiment. We've done stuff in the real world over and over again and shared our notes, and, and we've broken this down to a science degree. But, I mean, it's also an art. Everybody's different. But, like, I think we've done more, this industry has done more for social psychology than any other, you know, any proper psychologist. Have done. Keep in mind, I, I've gone to grad school for this stuff. I've seen what they believe and what's out there and what they've noticed. And I'm telling you straight up, we've taken this farther than any classical psychology organization has ever dreamed of. 
Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we have the motivation <laughs> that's probably missing for a lot of the <laughs> other, <laughs> right? <laughs> that mm-hmm. that never-ending drive to like, you know, geek out about the stuff and figure out more. And you know, it's like uh, <laughs> I'll spend so much time. Like I'm, you know, I, you know what I'm doing. I'm in these, doing these crazy parties all the time, and like I'll just sit there and I'll just watch like what's going on. Like this is so fascinating. Just watching these people interacting. <laughs> How did this become yeah, my life? I, mean, I don't know, but fuck. And, and it's so great that you've evolved your game and lifestyle to that because a lot of again, a lot of guys don't move that direction, right? Where you're a guy who throws a lot of party, has a lot of women around him, right? Um, mo- a lot of guys they never move to you know what I call that what we do uh, social game. I don't know if you have another name for it, but I just call it social game in terms of you're learning the social skills to create the life, however life you want. So something I do is. I'm, I'm a workaholic right now. Like I'm just working on my business. I'm, you know, I'm married. I got my friends here. I don't have, I'm older now. I'm in my thirties where I'm not like going out every night. Like I used to be, but when I go out, I'm, I roll out with like nine women who I met through online or through social circle or through just approach, you know, whatever. But I don't go out with dudes anymore or only, or a few. I go out with a bunch of women, social circle, some might hook up, you know, whatever, but is you know, social circle friends. And I will meet up with other key guys in the industry who I've befriended. And any Friday, Saturday I want, they'll, they'll take me out and I'll, you know, we'll have our own table, free booze all night. And instead of me trying to fight over, you know, different women and cold approaching them as like a, a door-to-door salesman, now I'm the guy that all the women are like, oh, who is this guy? Why is he at this prime table behind the DJ? Who are all these women around him? He's someone we should know. Which yeah. starts going that local celebrity type stuff, right? And it, it, you know, most guys can't fathom it. They're like, "Oh, the club scene's superficial, and it's out to get you." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, unless you learn how to hack it and, and do it properly." Yeah, so the uh, the idea of going like, out and and solo hunting like I used to do, and you know, cruising around. <laughs> I, oh my god, it's like. I, I'm, I'm, I'm too spoiled for that, for that shit now. Like I'll do it to help a guy out. And, and you know, if I'm out and I see a cute girl and I want to go talk to her, like, it, it, yeah, it's fun and whatever. But like to go out just to do that, at least at where I'm at right now, it's like, why, you know, like I go out and have, you could go out and pay five, and ten, you know, right. You could, you could to go that route yeah. or you could go and get everything for free and have a ton of girls around and have a lot more fun and meet other influential guys and other cool girls and it, it's it's a exactly. it's a no-brainer and, and it's not and, and i'm not saying this you know to the guy i know that some guys are listening to this they're like well that's cool for you you know like okay well yeah you, you have this connection you don't understand i was everybody listening to this i was you i was a broke college kid. i didn't have a lot of money i didn't have anything special about me i didn't have any crazy connection to start with i grew this from scratch and I'm teaching my own guys how to grow this from scratch as well. If once they get the code approach down, like you have to have a baseline level of, of, of um, calibration and skill with women in general before you can take it to the next level. But if, if my guys get there, I show them how to you know, create that lifestyle for themselves where you are surrounded. When you go out, you're going out with women, not men. And it's not, and, and I've heard all the reframes. I've heard a lot of the haters like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you get to be like the gay best friend to a bunch of them. And it's like, you don't understand. First of all, you can go through them. If you put a girl in your friend zone, you can take her out of your friend zone. 
I would say one third of the girls I bring out, I'm going to end up hooking up with. And the ones that even I don't, it's not about them. Like I'll make her like my sister and be buddies with her. But guess what women have? A whole group of their own friends. They have all these new girls that they're introducing me to. And now it's just a pipeline of it to make there. He's, inc- he's incredible. Yeah. It sells itself. I'm not trying to actively convince anybody. They're coming on to me. I, I remember, so, oh, you know what? This happened last weekend. Swear to God. This happened last weekend. I, I'm doing my entourage game. I'm bringing out my girls, and I see two girls who can't get in, or they're trying to get in, and they say, hey, can we join your group? Because they're like, what do you got going on? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, just walk in, whatever. Now, nine turned into 11. Cool. So I'm, bringing, I'm walking them in. I'm, I'm giving them value. They clearly see I'm not trying to hook up with them. I have nine other girls with me. And then all of a sudden, the one wraps her arms around my arm and is just like flooding me with interest. And I'm just like, okay, hi. And she goes, I remember you. I remember you. And I'm like, no idea who you are. I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but I have no idea. And she goes, uh, Mike and Nate, Mike and Nate, you, I, I met you through da-da-da. And I'm like, still have no idea who you're talking about. And she goes, uh, Camo. And then I'm like, oh, I know Camo. That, then it rang a bell. This was a girl who I went to, uh, you know, I, that I cold approached with, and it turned out she was friends with some guy I know, right? And she was very, I mean, she wasn't mean, but she was very lukewarm. I'm cold approaching her. I'm trying to talk to her and game this girl. And she was just kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever. Here's my number. But it was nothing about it. Like, she was just lukewarm, right? Now, all of a sudden, she's like, can I join you guys later? Can I be with you? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, we should uh, get in touch. Here, do I, I think I have your number. And she's actively freaking out trying to game me right now. And it's just, the, it, it's just a different situation. It, it's clearly, I don't need you. I have my circle. I'm pre-selected. And it's, it's, it's such a, we always talk about taking on this uh, mentality of you're the prize mentality. And, and again, and, and, and no matter what your situation is, even if you're just straight up code approaching and you're brand new at this, always act as if you are the prize. But last weekend, seeing her, how she dealt with me, um, there was no pretending or acting. I was clearly the prize to her. Yeah. Like that's the power of this stuff that, that is just, it takes it to a next level. And anyone listening to this, anybody who's, you know, who's hearing this right now, this is not something that's outside of reality. This is not something that, oh, I, me and Robbie just do because, you know, we have that lifestyle and, and we were born that way or whatever random ass justification you want. You can system, systematically learn the technique, one, the mindsets, the inner game, the belief systems, sure. But I teach guys step by step the system of creating that lifestyle for themselves as well. And that is a, a power in and of itself. And if two, uh, if two dummies like us can figure it out, I'm pretty sure anyone else can. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were some fat loser dudes or whatever. Like, back in the we day. were both like, fat like, losers. Trust, I forgot yeah. about that. You were a fat loser too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it's, anybody can do yeah and I, I still got a belly you know like i'm not i don't think i'm as big as i used to be but um i still got a you know decent sized belly on me i'm not some guy who's i've got a giant head i'm five times i'm six foot i'm hairy i got hairy arms whatever i got a big belly like <laughs> giant me, head it, that's it, hilarious it, there's no you do have a giant there's, there's, head there's, <laughs> oh my god my head's in it, it's almost as big as my unreal. nose so. <laughs> i have to do a thing I have to do a thing with girls. 
when we take a picture, I need her to lean forward and me to lean back for perspective. So it looks like we both have the same size head. Otherwise, it looks like my head is like eating hers. Like I literally have to like take pictures differently to not look crazy in pictures. Amazing. Well, that's uh, <laughs> I think that's a good place to to leave off for now. But before you go, tell me uh, how can guys you know find you and and learn more and get get you know more awesome shit. Absolutely. So first off, anybody who's listening to this. Uh, as a favor to Robbie and his group, I am down to give you a free consultation. Okay, I will go over your sticking points. I will, you know, talk with you one on one and uh, answer whatever questions you have. So come at me with the questions, and that is just a, a freebie I'll do because you know I love Robbie. I love what he what he does. So all you have to do is mention this uh, podcast, mention Robbie's name, and you will get your absolutely free one on uh, free one on one with me. And what's funny is, I guarantee maybe like. A, you know, maybe like a, a 25% or a half of the people listening to this actually follow through, which is great because it, it weeds out those who take action and those who don't. Cause I've seen this, you know, plenty and plenty of time, but um, I'm just saying like people who take action succeed. So that's one thing I'm going to do for you guys. Mention Robbie's name. I'll give you a free consultation. Uh, second, you can uh, visit my website, just get ideas, see what I'm about. Um, there's tons of testimonials. I would, Highly recommend you, you know, seeing what other people just say. So go to modernflirting.com. So it's modern as a new, flirting as in obviously we're flirting. And so modernflirting.com. Uh, the best way to hit me, reach me one-on-one, though, uh, funny enough, is, uh, I mean, you, you can email me, psych at modernflirting.com. So P-S-Y-C-H, psych at modernflirting.com. But the real best way, if you want to just have a chat or shoot me a question, I'm, I try to make myself available as much as possible just add me on facebook uh, my facebook and that's how i always talk with robbie honestly it's just it's just easy for me because i'm always on there so my name on facebook is jared j-a-r-e-d psych p-s-y-c-h lawrence l-a-u-r-e-n-c-e jared psych lawrence on facebook you can shoot me direct messages there and um yeah hopefully i can help you guys out and show you uh uh, new structured lifestyle and, and something that can benefit you guys immediately. Like I'm all for that. Awesome. And, uh, I appreciate you, uh, giving that offer to the, to the listeners. So uh, you guys should definitely well, take I, it up I on do that. It because no, I do it because I mean, I, I've done this before. Like, like I joined a, a mastermind group with these guys and I right, like, real story. Okay. If you back when we were students, right. If you saw, one of the gurus out there, whether Mr. or whoever, said, hey, I'm going to be at Blank Club tonight. I'm going to be demoing and uh, showing you what I do. And I'm, I'm willing to win you guys all for free. If you, if you come out, meet me here. Uh, what are the chances you would go and, and meet up with those guys back when we were students? Uh, wait, I... I... I got confused. I'm confused by the question. The chances. So, so, all right. So back in the day, 2006, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, 2006. Um, what, what method were you following back then? I'm, I guess like, like mystery method or? I was a pickup 101 disciple. Okay. Pickup 101. Perfect. So what was that? Lance, I think yeah. his name? Was mm-hmm. that pickup 101? Lance, Lance Mason. Okay. Yep. Imagine Lance. Imagine, imagine Lance is out and you see on his Facebook and he's like, I'm going to go to this club tonight and I'm down to demo in front of anybody who wants to see it. And I will be winging uh, whoever you know, needs some help all for free. Just come out. This is my gift to you guys. 
would anything stop you, and it's in your city, would anything stop you from going out and doing that? No. I don't see what would have... <laughs> <laughs> I would have dropped everything. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would, I would, I would hitchhike if I had to go do that. You know, because I was so obsessed. Like, I but some things going on with these guys. Reality. I offered the entourage game thing, saying, "Look, I'm bringing the girls out. You can come see it for yourself. You can come see, you know, the table situation. I'll leave. I'll wing you guys. I will, um, I will demo in front of you. Point to any girl. I'll show you how to make it work. I'm not joking. There's, there's a group of like a hundred some people in this uh, local San Diego group." Three people showed up. Like, the biggest thing that, or one of the big things that holds you back is just the idea of they don't take action. Yeah. They just don't, like, like even when it's right in front of them, because it's either outside the reality, there's a fear of success, they, they have a hard time believing it could be, you know, what it is. And in a way, it's good because it screens so well who's actually going to make it and, 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 you know, really take off on this. Because I know for a guy like me and you, like we would, like we would have done anything to to gain more knowledge and to go out there and, and to you know learn anything we could, right? Yeah, it's free. Yeah, no, it's it, it is baffling how many people just won't do stuff and spend so much time on stuff that's <laughs> has zero return on investment, you know, um, and just kind of watch yeah. life pass them by. Um, I recently read this book. Um, it's called Unfuck Yourself. And it was very basic, and it was it was more for someone who like you know is binge watching Netflix and they're not doing anything in their life trying to get out there. But I was fascinated that this book was such like a national bestseller. I'm like, this is the most obvious like stupid advice ever. Like, yeah, like fucking do something, you know, have good <laughs> have good hobbies. Uh, oh. Don't watch TV all day. You know, don't spend so much time on social media. I'm like, fuck, it's you, you know you. It just reminds me of yeah. of how stuck a lot of people are because they just don't fucking take action, right? They're just mentally masturbating, and uh, <laughs> and fuck, you know. Yeah, and, and I think it has something to do with. Um, there's two key things I think I've seen with that. People have their own habits. Are like, no, no, I know what works. The only thing I want to know is the stuff that I already know. And they want to, they're not, for whatever reason, they're not open to these new ideas. And they're just like, they're set, people are setting their ways. And if that's the case, like, I don't even want to deal with those kind of guys anyway, because that's just obviously not the right mindset for learning and, you know, and growing. But um, another one I think is more, my heart goes out to more of these guys is there's a fear to it. There's a fear of success. There's a, oh, you know, I, I could do it, but then, that might mean I have to actually do something and, and, and give up my comfort blanket of, you know, the world sucks and there's nothing I can do. So, I mean, I mean, for those kind of guys, it's like, just try, just take action. And, and I don't know if you have something in your system where you want to, like, I'm all about rewarding my guys, the more that, you know, if they do their work, if they, if they go out more, if they push themselves, if they, you know, whatever. Um, I always try to reinforce my guys, whether I hook them up with more free training whether I boost them up somehow, whether I give them some freebies, whether, you know, whatever. I, I give them discounts on my program if they're doing well. Um, I always try to find ways to reinforce uh, guys who are learning the right way, right? So for your, for your guys, I don't know if you have anything like that or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I have a book out right now, How to Meet Your Dream Girl Tonight. It's on, you can look it up on Amazon. And um, I'm willing to give three free copies to anyone you think is, showing effort or or something you want to reward them on I can leave that up to you or 
the first few people who contact me or, you know, whatever you think is best. What about the first three people that contact you when, when you email psych, just CC me, Robbie at interconfidence.com and, uh, and, uh, I'll, I'll add in another bonus, which will be determined, but it'll be good. So you'll get both bonuses <laughs> by just you yeah, know, so, so, getting so, free shit. People who contact me, <laughs> yeah, you get free shit. We'll, we'll see in it. Like it's, um, it's basically an entire book on how to deal with approach anxiety and all the different style of opening and the best, you know, practices for approaching and, and making it, uh, you know, making it work, get, getting, getting the girl to actually stop, talk to you and create an interaction. So that's, that's the book out there right now. Very cool. Well, thanks for, thanks for making that offer available to the guys. And I'm sure, uh, you know, the right ones will respond and the ones who, absolutely <laughs> who do nothing, well, whatever. Good luck to them too. But, uh, dude, thanks so much for, for being on the show and, uh, loved having you, loved catching up. So, uh, yeah, let's do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, any, any time. It's always fun talking with you. Cool, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Later, brother.